Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound. This is episode 369 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker and my co-host, as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Just sitting here, uh, uh, sipping on a little Baneweiser because it's beer o'clock, and <laughs> just ready to beer o'clock. Yeah, just ready to wind down. You know. Well, we're being faced with a very <laughs> weird um, scheduling conflict, which I feel like we do a pretty damn good job of always being able to make it happen. But uh, for sure, this one kind of this one kind of snuck up on us, did it not? It snuck up on us and bit us in the ass. Is it, what did. it did. It really did. So we're uh, we're kind of a little, I don't want to say like out of sync, but we're a little. It's a little difficult to get it together this week. So, yeah, um, we we, ha- we are having to record a little bit ahead of time, but we actually got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. So I'm excited to dive into it. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk a little bit. Uh, some, we're gonna you know talk a little bit about PHPW. And then, of course, we are actually wrapping up our tournament, the best to never be WWE champion, which has been a pretty interesting tournament, I must say. It has been a ride, a wild ride. I'll tell you what, a lot of, a lot of twists and turns on this, uh, this little tournament. It is, indeed. And I must say, like, I know, like, we don't want to spend the entire podcast talking about the weather, but how do you go literally one week at being, like, negative 15 here, which... Any of our friends up in like the northern parts of the U.S., I know that that's not unnormal for you. That is not normal for Oklahoma whatsoever. No, not at all. And then like this week, it's like 60s. Yeah, I think I think uh, as we record this, it's Wednesday. Like yesterday, it was like a high of 74. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this, this is dumb. No wonder like I have a bit of a sore throat today and I've been sneezy all day. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I, I you know we both work out in the elements. We've we've told that it's pretty well documented. Right. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of like all bundling up, wearing my my work coat and everything, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, damn, it's kind of hot out here now. Yeah, well, yeah. Today I wore like hoodies, a hoodie and a pair of pants, and by the end of the day I was like 
rolling up my pants trying to make them into capris just so I can get a little breeze going up my legs, you know? I want to see Bane in a pair of capris now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good man. stuff. Yeah, but it's one of those weird things, man. Like, that's just, that's such a weird thing for it to go that cold and then to like almost like spring weather. Yeah. And it's only February. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Hell, hell like in just about a week or so, you know, it's going to be mowing season again. Oh yeah, well we gotta we gotta make sure we record then. You know, gear people up for that power mowing hour. Yeah, I'm, I already, I already wish it was fall. Just thinking about mowing. Well, Travis Fowler actually did something interesting. He uh, he geared up the show for what was a snow plowing power hour or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly how he termed it, but I was like, hey, all right, we're uh, we're bringing people entertainment even in the winter months. Yeah, you gotta love it, man. I, I'm all about that. You know, hell of a lot Absolutely. better than that damn big Chuck. I tell you that much, dude. That guy. I mean, we just need to punch him right in the mouth. Yeah, we do. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll have to back it up for just a second because we we got a lot of wrestling talk here. So, uh, what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. All right, big underscore, man. We got to talk about this because I know you're, you're, when I told you about this, I don't think you had seen it yet. And I knew you would dig it. At the end, it got the inter- internet a buzzing. Uh, Randy Orton is kind of, you know, in the midst of the almost in a feud with Alexa bliss. I guess we kind of touched on that last week with the mm-hmm. seances and things of that nature. Well, this past Monday, uh, she Papa Shango did man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, like, pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know about you, but when in 1992, when I heard about ultimate warrior puking, it freaked me out. Right. But, I mean, we were, what, kindergarten age at that time? Oh, yeah, we were young. And, and my nephew's in first grade, and I could tell this kind of probably freaked him out a little bit, too. Um, it's weird, because I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but when they launched the network, they did some of those shows like Countdown and stuff, and they kind of bashed things like Papa Shango and the campiness of it. And I'm like, okay, you can say that. But people very vividly remember Papa Shango's run, and it wasn't that long. Right, yeah. I can't remember anything that happened in, like, 2013. Right, yeah. yeah. You, know what, you know what I mean? And so, and, and I know that it's different eras and things are different like that, but it's like I vividly remember Papa Shango. I remember him making Warrior puke. I remember the black stuff running down Warrior's face. Uh-huh. He did it to me and Gene, too. Like the, it came out of his coat one time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, so, and he, and he, again, he didn't have the longest run, I think actually quite a bit shorter than most people probably realize. Yeah. And, and so I think it's, it's interesting the fact that he still talked about, and when this happened, everyone immediately thought Papa Shango. Yep. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's pretty much the same concept, you know, black stuff coming out of the old mouth. I mean, under or ultimate warrior didn't, puke black stuff but i mean he had the black stuff coming out of his face and stuff but um it's a uh, pretty much the same concept and this rivalry man has been 
really fun. You know, I mean, it's it's more of a rivalry against Randy Orton and the Fiend, of course. But like, I I don't I know the the storyline is is Fiend's dead. You know, she's trying to resurrect him, but like. I love that she's kind of standing in for him and taking it over. And this whole like witchcraft voodoo thing she's got going on, man, it's a it's a wild ride, and I am here for it. It's different, you know. And I think sometimes when uh, I guess essentially you're not doing as well from a viewer perspective or from an audience perspective, it does make you kind of you know reach back into that bag of tricks a little ways and. Yeah. See if you can come up with your next thing. I'll be honest. I just think it's cool because I think before this is all over, Papa Shango's taking an RKO, and I'm here for that. I, I hope so, man. I hope we – what's funny about Papa Shango, I can't even tell you anything about his move set, so I wouldn't know what his finisher is. But, like, yeah, I would absolutely love to see, uh, see an, him get an RKO. Well, and, and legit what I, what I was saying, like Papa Shango, I think, returned – in I think he debuted in like late ninety one, early ninety two, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he was done by early ninety three. Oh wow! So like I said, again, it wasn't as long as it seems. He was really an iconic character for for no longer than he was there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would agree. I think it would be cool. But I, honestly, Papa Shango, I just need the big cape and the hat and the smoking skull and all that good stuff. Right. Yep. Just the whole whole outfit. I need it. Absolutely. Uh, the Miz kind of shocks the world. Becomes the new WWE champion at Elimination Chamber. Um, I feel like he went. Or I think he went almost exactly what ten years in between title runs. That's kind of a kind of a shocker, was it not? Yeah. There's not many people that uh, can say they've done that. Right. But I mean, I I'm happy for him. I I thought that when he finally cashed it in, he was going to lose. And it was going to be one of those times, like, I think, I can't think of the other guys that have done that, but I know there's been a couple of them that have cashed it in and lost, but yeah, um, I thought he was going to be another one of those, but for him to actually win it, I, I was pretty happy about that, man. It's good to see him back on top. He's, he's one of those guys who he's consistently there. He works hard. He is like consistent on the mic. He's, he's amazing. Like he's, he's really freaking great and it's it's good to see him on top even if it's just for like a week because he's defending it against bobby lashley next week so who knows if (laughs) they might be putting it on bobby lashley (laughs) i wouldn't be shocked honestly i would i I think bobby lashley should be wwe champion no i i 100 agree yeah i it's he he is long overdue for a wwe championship run and i think him losing the U.S. championship was kind of a uh, a good w- way to transition him into that role. And and honestly, I think Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley would be a hell of a main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think Bobby Lashley's that guy that some. I think up until the Hurt business, like you kind of forgot he was there. I mean, I don't yeah. know if that if that makes sense because it's like up until I guess he did like the Lana Rusev wedding stuff, but which was terrible. Right. A lot of what he did didn't have a lot to it. He was just kind of there. It's like, oh, Bobby Lashley's back. Great. And, you know, that was kind of all it is. So I'm kind of glad he's getting uh, getting that shove again. That's good. Good for him. Absolutely. And, you know, as far as the Miz is concerned, I think he's one of those guys that he's so. uh, He's so underappreciated. And I think he'll be a guy that years down the road. 
never in his own run, but years down the road, people be like, you know what? The Miz was actually really good, but it it won't be like until he's like away from the business. Well, I I feel like we we think that about John Cena now, it, and that and that's the that's a perfect analogy exactly. Yeah. I mean, because how much like, oh, Cena, we, we're tired of him. He sucks. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, you really think about it. Cena had some really good matches. Like He wasn't the smoothest in the ring. Right. But I don't remember him having a lot of stinkers either. Well, and now that he's gone, you realize how much he carried the company. Right. Because now who's the star? Like, you don't really see a big star there anymore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. So it's, I don't know, it's um, weird. Well, and you know, speaking of uh, big stars, what about the freaking Paul White? I can't even say that without laughing. Paul White <laughs> is all elite, bro. Like that dropped today. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of those fake graphics. Paul White's all elite. I'm like, oh, ha ha ha. And I'm like, oh wait, Tony Khan tweeted that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul White retweeted that, and he changed his handle from. The big show WWE to Paul White, which I actually saw that like a couple of days ago, but I honestly thought he's retiring from wrestling probably, yep. or at least semi-retiring. And he was credited in the Big Show show as Paul White, so maybe he's going to full time go into acting. That was my assumption. That is not the case. Uh, Paul White is officially signed with AEW long term. Yep, he is going to work as a commentator. I guess AEW Dark is going to separate into two shows, and one of them will be called AEW Dark Elevation, and uh, he will be the commentator for that with occasional in-ring appearances. Okay. Um, Tony Khan released that in an interview, uh, along with also saying Sting is fully medically cleared to wrestle. He wants to wrestle. He wants to end his career on his own terms in AEW. I guess the powerbomb was his idea, which we talked about last week. And he he had been taking them, but just did not in front of a crowd. And it was kind of suggested if you're gonna if you're doing this, like, why not in front of the crowd? And uh, and so anyway, um, I don't know. I feel like anytime something big wrestling wise happens, AEW's kind of got their hand in it. Do they not? They do, yeah. But I feel like, and I know 100, I'm in the minority. Uh, but I feel like these are all like not really in the grand scheme of things that big of a deal well because he's not even on wwe television regularly that and even with sting i mean these aren't guys that are in their prime no offense to either one of them they're legends and they're incredible but like it's not it's not like a current top star jumping ship right it, it would almost be like in the middle of the hogan era we're talking 80 89, 90, 91, Hogan's top guy in the business. You got Warrior right on his tail with Macho Man and Jake the Snake and LOD and all those guys. And then they announce superstar Billy Graham's resigned. Right. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. Well, what the hell is he going to do? Right. Oh, he's probably going to be a manager, you know? So, yeah. It's it's interesting. I, I look at the big show or Paul White now, which I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to have trouble making that transition. Oh yeah, I feel like he's a WWE lifer, and I know he he wasn't obviously. He was in WCW before. He had a whole career before jumping to WWE, but he was not a guy I expected to jump. Apparently, this was just kind of a thing that just recently happened. I wonder if the Big Show show getting canceled had something to do with it. I don't know. 
but shocking, man. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, and and also too, one one thing you know we always have to remember is before AEW, there really wasn't a choice. It was WWE yep, or right. nothing. And so, um, I mean, I I'm kind of with you. I always thought Big Show was going to be Big Show until the day he died. But yeah, um, like like I said, there's there's a choice now. So like he can either sit around doing nothing uh, for WWE or he can get on TV and stay relevant. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. It's like I said, it just it, it was shocking to me. Like I remember when Ric Flair announced he was going to TNA. That wasn't even really like that shocking to me because it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He he's not wrestling actively anymore in WWE. They're not really doing anything with him. Yeah. Because at at, at the end of the day, what can you do with with Ric Flair on a weekly basis when he's not in a storyline? Well, yeah, exactly. And like right now he's doing the Lacey Evans storyline and that can play out for a while, but eventually what, where do you do? Like he can't wrestle really. Or, I mean, he shouldn't wrestle. Definitely and not. so what's next? And I think that's kind of what we end up seeing with these non wrestling characters. And so it kind of just, they go away and then they maybe come back for special appearances when they do like raw reunion or any of that crap. They try to do to, to grab a rating or whatever. Yeah. But like I said, even when, when Flair was in TNA, I fully expected him to be back in WWE in a, in a couple of years, and he was. Yeah. So that that being said, Sting, Jericho, you know, Paul White now, you think these guys ever show up in WWE again, or they think it's AEW from here on out? I mean, because right now they're, they're kind of rolling on all cylinders, but who knows how long that's going to last, or will it keep that momentum for a long time? Well, and and this is 100% just my opinion. I do not represent Brian Breaker in this. Just just throwing that out there. I don't feel like AEW is really doing much. Like I I watch AEW like it is different. It's it's fun, but like when I watch AEW, I don't feel like anything interesting is happening. And I have a feeling like before too long, like within a few years, it's going to kind of get shitty. <laughs> well, and I don't represent big underscore Bane when I say this, but you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, th- what I was going to say, though, is I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't feel like WWE is doing that either. No, no. The, the, difference, the difference between AEW and WWE is WWE is like a freaking institution. Like for them, right? They, for, they that is what pro wrestling is. They have their roots so deep in the ground; it would take decades and decades to get get it out and like get rid of WWE. AEW, like the owner, could literally just be like, "All right, I'm done," <laughs> and pull out any time. He definitely could, and I know a lot of people make the WCW comparisons because Tony Khan's got a lot of money. So did Ted Turner. But Tony Khan seems to be running his own company. Ted Turner didn't do that. Right. He yes. let someone else run it for him. Yes. Tony Khan seems to be a huge fan of wrestling. Yes. Which is a, a big factor. I in no way feel like it's TNA. I, I've never felt like – I don't think there was ever a point where I thought, okay, TNA is really going to step up and be something. It's always It was always like a, a – it was like number one and no, number two by default because there was only two. Yeah. I mean, there was a time, though, where TNA did have a pretty solid fan base, and, like, their crowds were pretty good. It didn't last no, it, long, 
But, right, but it was it was short lived. Yeah, it didn't last long. But I mean, there was that time, and I mean, I, who knows, man? Especially once we get to post COVID, when fans are actually allowed back in the stadiums, like I kind of want to see how things are for these companies. Right, and, and I do, but I do think AEW was a very big case in point of right place, right time, big time. Yeah, yeah. Because had this happened in say twenty. I don't know, 2013, 2014. I don't know if it would have been as big because I think because it's, it's kind of like you can't you can't defeat an institution. If me and you decide we're going to create our own soda, we're not beating Coke or Pepsi. You're just not. Right. Yeah. That being said, we might take out Bang. Shasta, but yeah, yeah, Shasta <laughs> can suck it. OK, actually, Shasta was pretty good. Shout out to Hayward, California. Jeff will pop for that. one. Yeah, I, I actually Shasta. I don't know about in, in Hayward, California, but Shasta in Oklahoma is the poor man's pop. And they have Dude, so good every flavor in the world with Shasta. And like it was like like it, it was ridiculously cheap for for pop at the time. I, I haven't bought it in years, but. Oh yeah, it was well. It's that was like the go-to at like that. They were only like that one grocery store. It was warehouse market I, is where I correct. used to get it at. Yeah, and it was always like six for a dollar or something. Oh yeah, or like five for I don't remember. It was like you said, it was ridiculously cheap. And always yeah, but they were always that was always very good. Very because they, they didn't care about your health. They did not. Let's not load one them bit. up on sugar. Absolutely, I'm and I'm here for it, man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but but uh, what I was going back to is like. Look at Bang Energy. And I mean, obviously, I know that we're kind of marched for that and whatever, but I didn't think an energy drink at this point could ever overtake Monster. And I feel like they have. Yeah. I mean, because Monster started doing what they do, and that's why they have rain now. Right. And and that was what, like, if you would have thought that, if, if you would have told me that before, like, what, 2017 when they started becoming popular, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah. Yep. Nothing. Nothing will take monster. Monster for life. You know. Everyone, that's what everyone drinks is a monster. Yep. Dude, in our song, you even said "cracking a monster." You know, like because oh, yeah. that's what we were. That's what we did on here. Yep. And now I'm just too lazy and, to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a catchy tune. It no, is, no, it nothing. Is. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway. Um, so, like I said, I I think AEW is a perfect, a perfect argument for right place, right time. Um, the right talent, but at the same time, how how do you showcase a Joey Janela or a Jungle Boy when you have the Big Show and Sting and right. Shaq and all yes. these other people? So well, and and also like I I, I know you kind of disagree that it's like modern day WCW, but like no, I, I actually do think it is that for sure. Okay, well, in my in my my point to that is like to compare. You look at WCW, who was always on top, the people who had creative control. Look at AEW right now, who's on top, the guys who have creative control. It's Yeah, you're not wrong. It's like literally the exact same thing. And so like I think for me to appreciate what they have, like it needs to be like I need to see stars being built. I want to see freaking Luchasaurus being built. Like I, we don't have to see him be yeah. a top guy, but like but I want to see freaking Hobbs being built up. I want to see like guys that are not in the freaking bullet club elite be the top guys. 
and sure. and and not even guys that or, are or guys without a WWE run ahead and, of them ex- already. Exactly, and that's what I was about to say. Like not even like ex WWE guys, like because FTR, Moxley. I mean, of course, like they're going to be champions, but like why not like SCU have a tag team championship run? Like like let let guys who are there like without WWE's help shine a little bit. No, and and I agree with that completely. And 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 you you know making the comparison to WCW, I think that's what was so interesting about WCW because and we've done this where we watch some of the old pay-per-views and it's like the opening match is Ray Mysterio Jr. and Dean Malenko and it's just fantastic. Yeah. And it's Ray when he was young and healthy and Dean was on top of his game. And you're just like, "My god, this is good stuff." And then you see, you know, John Tenta versus Roadblock or something. It's like, yeah. How is this the same show? So yeah, that WCW had that going for it. But like you said, Hogan was always on top, and and then it was Nash, and then eventually Goldberg and stuff like that. But like you said, it was kind of that thing. But I also felt like WCW had a lot of power struggle, yes. and I'm not sure if AEW is going to have that. I think they're more of a team, and I think are ultimately trying to make the best product they can. But you know, I think at, at the end of the day, like Sammy Guevara, even like the Inner Circle. He could be a, a future star. I think uh, MJF, you got a future star right oh, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're working on it. But then, I mean, I saw someone bring up a point like Orange Cassidy did that feud with Jericho, and it's like he's not even really doing anything now. So, yep. That, but again, not every feud works like you want it to. So, yeah. but I, again, they're, they're a new company, and they were hit very early on in their, in their run with COVID. So, if, 2020 had been a normal year who's to say where they would be at right now yeah that's true so anyway uh one more quick thing i want to dive into actually i want to touch on this because we didn't touch on this yet how about them announcing an exploding barbed wire match between kenny omega and john moxley at the pay-per-view yeah i mean i know that's your that's your cup of tea completely you and old big chuck you like them death matches yeah i know big big chuck can take that exploding barbed wire and shove it up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I if can't. you still did drops, that'd be a good drop yeah. right there. <laughs> no, I I can't stand death matches. So like, I'm already like not invested in this pay per view at all. Like having a death match with Moxley and Omega, like I don't care about that in the slightest. That would actually be something that I would probably turn it off for. Yeah, it's not. That's one of those things where, um, actually, of all people, Hulk Hogan made this point, and I really agree with it. He goes, wrestling should be able to be enjoyed from anyone from 8 to 80. Yeah. And I, I'm like, he's, I mean, you know, he, he has some personal issues, certainly, but the guy made a lot of money, and he was on top for a very long time, and that's a very good point. Yeah. And, you know, I view wrestling a lot differently now because I want to be able to – uh sit down and enjoy it with my nephew. And that would be one I'd have to see first to make sure it's not too much, you know, because like he doesn't need to see something like that. No. And, um, I do, I do want to make the comparison though. And I hope they don't go this route. I feel like it would be the smarter decision, but I think it's, I don't know. I'll have to explain it. I guess TNA did a electrified cage one time on pay-per-view. Yeah. It was one of their lockdown pay-per-views and it was like LAX, against some other team and apparently they did the electric sound like that and it was over the PA system. Okay. 
<laughs> and like it was just one of one of the just like a total just piece of crap match. <laughs> and I guess Hernandez is climbing the cage and he's gonna jump off the top. So they give him like some type of gloves to block the electric current, you know? Yeah. But he gets to the top of the cage and obviously he's trying to get his footing, so he sits down on top of it. And, uh, you know, I, I knew a guy that was at the crowd. He was like, what about your nuts? <laughs> and so my point being is why do something like that if you're not actually going to do it? Now, I'm not saying I want to see an electrified cage match, but when that's when you advertise and this is what you deliver. It's just like that's worse than just doing a cage match, I think. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, it's it turns it 100%, no question about it, a campy mess. And, and so with these exploding barbed wire death matches, I would imagine it's more pyrotechnics than like oh, yeah. actual explosions. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, we've all seen the Mick Foley clips and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've never – like I remember the very first time I saw a barbed wire match. I was so intrigued to see this. Like, oh, my gosh, barbed wire. And it's not that exciting. You know, it's – no. It it's kind of dull because the barbed wire they can't really hit it hard because it'll give away because it's not like a rope, right? And so it's like you gotta just get them kind of just like falling into it kind of, and it's just not that exciting. Yeah, um, it's it's more hype than anything else. And, and the bad thing is, I think Kenny Omega and John Moxley would have a hell of a good wrestling match if they just did that. Yeah, and I the thing is is like I know I know Moxley has always been about them death matches. He was big on him in CZW back in those days. Sure. And I mean he's probably still big on him now, I'm sure. I mean he's just a crazy son of a bitch, I think. And um I I don't know, man. Like I I am Have you ever seen any of the old footage of him like back in the day? There was sure. one clip that stuck out of my mind where I think it was like a freaking hacksaw or something like an electric drill or something like that across. Yeah, his forehead. It, was, it was like, yeah, that was actually a worked saw. Yes. Yeah. But it was like still a shit ton of blood. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, had, he did an interview later where he, he I guess, because that was that he did that, I guess, right before he got signed. And yeah. So there was, should we sign this guy's too barbaric? And I guess in the interview, which was pretty funny, he was like, do you really think I took a saw blade to the head? <laughs> right, he'd be dead. And lived to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess what it was, it had a cover over it, but it would move. It when you'd rub it across your head, he said it moved the blood. So it, he said, I didn't think it looked that good, like when it happened. Yeah, but no, it, it was. It does horrific. look like yeah, it looks horrible. Yeah. So you know, maybe they have an ace up their sleeve to make this look barbaric without being barbaric. I still feel like that's the point of wrestling, not actually trying to hurt each other. Right. Yes. So I just it's a wait and see for me. Yeah, it's a wait and see. I just don't like death matches. I think the more blood and guts, the less I want to watch. It it's a it's a very like if you go to like and I'm not trying to knock anybody here. It may come out that way, but if you go to the death matches, like it's not like a crowd of just it's people that are into barbaric stuff. You know, (laughs) it's it's generally the neck beards. I'll go ahead and say it. Right, it's, right. It's it's 
<laughs> like you, you don't have date night at the CZW right. tournament. Of death, it's, you know, it's, like, it's a sausage fest full of neck beards. Breaker. Yeah, it's 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 pretty. It's it's all those people <laughs> taking pictures with Alexa Bliss. Is what it yeah, is. the ones who want to do the prom photos. That's the guys who go to freaking death matches. And I'm not knocking anyone that doesn't or, or watches it or whatever. Because hey, I'll, I'll be honest. There's been times I'm like, here, let's look up gnarly death match footage because you know I'm curious or whatever. But right, it, it is what it is. It's just I, I'm kind of like with you. It's not really for me. It comes across really gross. I feel like the uh, the risk reward is too far on one end yeah so yeah it's not really my thing so I'm, I'm i'm right there with you man yeah uh last bit of wrestling talk we're gonna dive into um this was an interesting thing because i did not know this uh rick flair did an interview and basically revealed that he does not speak to arn anderson anymore and of course we know i mean it was back in the day it was it was rick flair arn anderson that was kind of how it went yeah and uh, Ric Flair and I had heard that they kind of lost touch and didn't talk as much. I thought it was alluded to that it was just, well, you know, they're not really doing the same things right now. So when you're not doing the same things, you kind of lose touch. And that can happen. I mean, I know for several years there when I was wrestling, me and you didn't talk nearly as much as we do now. Right. It wasn't like we had a falling out. It was just we were at different points in our life. And, I mean, we kept up on Facebook and stuff. But – that does happen. So I get that. But Ric Flair said in an interview, I guess Arn, Arn or none of the horsemen actually called him when his son died, never reached out. And that I do understand him kind of holding a grudge. It's been a long time, but I mean, it's kind of a, a shame that I guess on either side, no one's tried to mend that fence. And, and the point he made was, you know, him and Eric Bischoff had a lot of heat um, during that time, you know, during the WCW days and Eric Bischoff reached out when his son died. Yeah. And I guess that was the point. He was like, so a guy that I hate and hates me is going to reach out to see if I'm okay, but my best friend doesn't. And you know what? I, I, I get what he's saying. It's kind of a, a wild thing, but that's, that is kind of a, and I don't know if it was a malicious thing. I know some, a lot of people get caught up on their own shit and they don't think about it, but the death of a, um, you know, your son who's in his mid twenties and kind of dying shockingly is definitely a means to give your friend a call. I think. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like you said, I mean, we don't really know what Arn Anderson was doing, but like what and what was going on in his life at the time. But I think anytime there's a death in the family, I mean, you got to reach out, you know. Mm-hmm. And. And that's that's a damn shame, and it's also a damn shame that they haven't fixed it. You know, I mean, it has been a while now, so I mean, it's uh, it's kind of sad to to say that they haven't, you know, been able to mend that fence. I mean, and the the shitty thing is, is they're getting older, so yeah, they, you know, Lord knows how much time they got left. So it'd be good to for them to fix that before one of them, you know, kicks the bucket. I do know there's always two sides to every story, though. Oh yeah. And I, I don't know if something happened before that. I don't know the circumstances, but, you know, I remember a few years ago, Ric Flair did a podcast and he had Eric Bischoff on as a guest, which I found to be odd, you know, because I mean, he, the claim has been put out there that Eric Bischoff's like, I'm going to bankrupt you and ruin your life, like type of, they, they had some heat, like no doubt about it. Yeah. And, you know, they'd actually gotten into a fight in the WWE locker room several years later, but. 
they were able to mend the fence. I think any fence can be mended if you sit down and talk to people. Um, that being said, you release an interview out to the public and kind of put that out there. That's not going to make anyone happy either. So I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And, and him putting that out there is probably going to hurt things for, yeah. for a little while, but honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of on Rick's side here. I think, I think the, you know, Tolly and Arn, you know, they probably should have reached out, you know, and sure. I think it's probably going to take a, an apology from them to fix those things. And I mean, I don't, I don't know those guys at all, obviously, but I mean, it's like, they don't seem like the apologizing type of guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I hope they were able to get back on the same page because, you know, they're the four horsemen and like it, they, they should be on the same page. So absolutely. Uh, anyway, what do you say we uh, we dive into a little bit of uh, a little bit of movie talk here? Let's do it. This is Breakin' Beta at the movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Uh, how about the official title of the MCU's Spider-Man is going to be called No Way Home. This, of course, follows Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. So it kind of kind of fits in there with that category. Yeah. Um, you excited about this? What's your What are your thoughts? Very excited about it. Um, and I also saw, I believe it was the uh, is it the new Doctor Strange movie that's coming out? Yes. Um, that you know the rumors are that the uh, the old Spider Mans are not involved in this new Spider Man. But right. uh, according to IMDb, those two fellas are involved in that Doctor Strange movie. So. I think I think in this new Spider-Man movie we might be getting some uh, some of the old Spideys back. Yeah, and so and that was that was the thing that's interesting to touch on because that was the rumor, and and then that was kind of debunked. And, and here's the thing: I understand if it's like a scene or a flashback or or something to that nature, because mm-hmm. they don't want to get everyone's hopes all up for just like one little brief thing. I get that. Sure. But Marvel's a they do a pretty good job of keeping things under wraps. So, and Dr. Strange's movie is called the multiverse of madness. Yes. So, you know, we've seen WandaVision have some interesting things happen there. No spoilers, but it's obviously an interesting concept. I see this one being really good. I did notice on the poster, it said exclusively in theaters. And so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's their way of saying, like, no, by God, we are going to keep theaters open. We don't care. That can't be smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's and that's the thing is you kind of – I think sometimes people get stuck in their ways and have to think, okay, this is what we're doing. We're doing theaters. Or – Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna compare, you know, like well we right. we did a few movies on Disney Plus. Let's see how this one does in theaters. I really think their thing is 
they want that double dip. They want people to buy a movie ticket and then go and buy it digitally. Yeah, but you know, with us being still in the middle of a pandemic, I mean, there's going to be people going to the movie. Granted, this is this is December. I mean, it's coming out in December, so it's a ways away. Yeah, but I mean, I, I you know, we thought the pandemic was only going to be a couple of weeks back in March of 2020. And well, we were stupid back then, Bane. <laughs> I, I, we're stupid now, and and so like I I don't see in December of 2021. I don't have my hopes up that we're going to be all clear, ready to go, and willy nilly. I well, I mean, they, they see the vaccine seems to be passing out a lot faster at this point, though. I I will say that it does, but there, you know, I mean, that, that's a whole other conversation about that. Of course, but like, um, but I just I don't I don't know. And so we'll we'll see in twenty like at the end of twenty twenty one. So maybe everything will be fine. If that's the case, then by God, it's going to go back to us not being able to talk about movies for like eight months after they release. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be like, hey, here we go. We're going to talk about this in four months. Yeah, a year later, bigger than score Bane finally watched the movie. Right. A and E announced some WWE original programming, uh, which they say begins Sunday, April the 18th. Uh, they will have eight two-hour episodes of their hit biography series on eight different WWE legends and Hall of Famers, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Macho Man Randy Savage, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Bret the Hitman Hart, Mick Foley, and The Ultimate Warrior. I I dig this. I think it's awesome. But does it seem weird to you that they would not put these on the network? I mean, that's kind of why we all have it, right? Yeah, I thought it was a little strange, too. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if WWE is trying to phase out the network. Because um, we know they sold it to Peacock, and th- things are going to be on Peacock. But I kind of wonder if moving forward, they're not going to do documentaries anymore. On the ne- on well, the network, you know, I don't know. I feel like they put a lot of time and money into that network, so I would hate to see it go because it's. I mean, it's, if you're a wrestling fan, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, but I don't know. I will say, um, it, it's a little sidebar here. When this whole uh, Peacock partnership was first announced, we were kind of wondering how they were going to do live events. Well, I, I'm subscribed to Peacock, and they actually have a live channel where you have like all these different NBC channels that you can watch live feeds of. So they oh, al- okay. they already have the live feed. So I assume once WWE kicks over to Peacock, it'll just add them in the in the little channel guide, and so they'll always have the live option for WWE. And then whenever pay per views kick off, that's where you know you'll watch it. So. Which could be interesting. Yeah, so that little sidebar there. I know we were we were wondering about that, but yeah, for sure. So that's it's interesting. Uh, they also announced WWE's most wanted treasures. It's going to be a, uh, I guess, almost like a, the way I gather, almost like a Pawn Stars or one of those shows where you're they're hunting for lost pieces of memorabilia. Where well, I guess it's going to be Triple H and Stephanie uh, with a bunch of different. Um, guest stars, but they're looking for, it says here, Kane's original mask, Andy Kaufman's neck brace and, and so on and so forth. Um, that sounds super fun to me. Yeah, that does. I mean, I, I know we've said before, like, you know, a WWE needs a museum and I know they, 
I know personally they bought a lot of Harley's merchandise, well, not merchandise, but memorabilia that he owned. Yeah. Like a lot of it. And that was years ago. So I think they're kind of curating that right now. I don't know that for sure, but that would be my guess. But honestly, I think that's a that's a cool thing. Yeah, I definitely think that's a cool thing. Um and I I would um like to like to check that out. For sure. Um Disney Plus, a couple of bit bits of news there. Apparently a Magic Kingdom show is coming to Disney Plus where it's going to be like um, a live action show about the theme park. I don't really know any details about it, but the point I was going to make with this, and this kind of segue into our next topic, I feel like Disney Plus is a hell of a streaming service that had a really bad first year because yeah. they had the Mandalorian and that was there at launch and that was great, but not a whole lot of other original stuff. Like I don't know about you, but I was super intrigued with the Marvel stuff. And I know COVID hit and that probably changed every every plan they had. But at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, I didn't subscribe to this to watch Disney Channel original movies. I want some I want some new stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh I mean Yeah, they they still honestly don't have a whole lot on Disney Plus. Right. And that's kind of kind of the downfall of Disney Plus because there's not I don't there's not a whole lot of the back catalog that I'm really interested in watching. Now maybe it's great for the kids and maybe there are a bunch of kids that say, Hey mom, turn on Disney Plus for me. But Sure. I, I don't know. For me, there's just not much there. I'm not gonna sit down and watch hours of The Simpsons. Um How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I just I I don't know. It's, the Simpsons have lost all kinds of uh, funniness to me, as bad as that sounds. I think The Simpsons hit at a time. It was funny then, and I, I know exactly what you're saying because I went and tried to rewatch it, and I'm like, this doesn't have the appeal that it once did. Yeah. Even the old episodes that like I remember fondly watching them now, I'm like, eh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's nothing great. I remember when the movie came out, I was so hyped, and it was kind of disappointing, I thought. Yeah, I remember the big thing about that was it showed Bart's pee-pee. Which is so weird. Yeah, like, why did we need to see that? Yeah, <laughs> that that was so weird to me. I was like, okay. And the way they did it, where it's like that was all you saw on screen for a second. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, we didn't need that. Nope, definitely did not need that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but I was already kind of over the Simpsons at that point. That was like 2007 or eight. It was a while back. Yeah. I think that was kind of their attempt to get everybody back on board. Sure. Um, well, I saw a new trailer today, speaking of Disney plus, and it's called, it's the mighty ducks game changers. And I kind of dove in a little bit more about what this new series is about. Essentially the ducks are kind of the Hawks. We knew the Hawks as like the bad guy team and you know, won all the titles was like the number one ranked team in that peewee league. Well, now the Ducks are that team because we, you know, saw the Ducks become the underdogs, and sure. now they're kind of, you know, ruling it and have been, I guess, since that time. And uh, the main character, I guess, the kid, he gets cut from the team, and so he's sad. So his mom, which is the mom from uh, Gilmore Girls, yep. she's kind of wanting to put together a ragtag team similar to like the Mighty Ducks, and she goes to enlist the help of Gordon Bombay who we uh, remember he runs ice right now. And um, he says in the trailer, and this is what got me. 
I dedicated my life to hockey and I have nothing to show for it. So did something happen in that time? Because, you know, when you watch the Mighty Ducks movies, it kind of leaves you with that good feeling like, look what this guy accomplished. Right. You know, they, they won the championship that year. They won the junior goodwill games. That's not nothing. He did accomplish a lot. Yeah. So is there some sort of falling out? Is there more to this story than we know? I hope so. It starts streaming in March. That's coming up. I definitely plan to watch it because I feel like with WandaVision and Captain America Winter Soldier and all this other stuff, or not Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. It's a Winter Soldier and Falcon. I'm kind of wanting to see what they have going for Disney Plus. So I think it's a. It seen, it's got me more intrigued than it did before because I know initially I was like, okay, that kind of is lame, but I kind of I kind of hope there's more to that story. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to see like if they had a falling out, why like, right? What happened and who's the coach now? Because I think it'd be interesting if it was the um, uh, whatever the main kid, Ch- Charlie. Char- I'm interested to see if maybe Charlie is the new Mighty Ducks coach. And see, and I'm kind of wondering that because they, they haven't really shown who the Ducks are. Right. Right? It, it looks as though Gordon Bombay is kind of like what the old guy was in the original, the guy he'd kind of go to for advice that had the skate shop and stuff. That's at least my understanding. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of a coming full circle type of story. I'm, I'm all for that. But at the same time, I was all about Fuller House, and we all know how that went. So Right. <laughs> so we, we shall see. Um, anyway, what do you say we, uh, we dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. Big underscore bang. Not a lot of toy news, but I wanted to touch on this. AEW unrivaled series. Two figures were, uh, were shown um, well, not shown, but they were added to Pro Wrestling T's website, and they're officially selling the AEW Unrivaled Series Two figures. Newsflash: I think they sold out rather quickly. That line is still very, very hot. Yep. But but they did add something that I found very interesting, and it was a set of AEW Unrivaled Series Two T-shirts featuring the same six characters. So you could get like a Dustin Rhodes shirt, and has kind of a character image of the figure, has a ring in the background. Says his name, Unrivaled Collection, the whole deal. Very cool-looking shirt. Kind of go back to it with pro wrestling tees, their shirts being a tad on the expensive side sometimes. It's a cool thing, but like, would be hard to collect them all because their shirts are 25 If you want, I have to get a 2X, so that's an extra 4 bucks. If I get it soft style, that's another 4 bucks. Yep. You're looking at like thir- I think it's like a thirty-seven something maybe for or thirty-two whatever it is for a T-shirt. It's a lot of money. Yeah, and um, which is why I don't really buy from Prosting Tees. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's too expensive, man. And that's especially for a T-shirt like that just has a figure on it. Like I don't know, I'm not really not really into that myself. I think if you saw them, you'd dig them. They do look cool, but again, it's like well. Do I want to get six new shirts for that much money? I and mean, that's a lot of money. But right. again, I do like how they look. It's just it is what it is. T-shirts are expensive now nowadays, though. Like even Redbubble, I remember used to think was kind of cheap, and they're getting more expensive there too. So I think it's just kind of across the board. Yeah, I mean, prices prices will always increase. That's the shitty thing. 
Yeah, it definitely is. Um, well, big underscore Bane to kind of transition over to PHPW. I, I'm going to throw it out there for uh, for another week, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of move on. But we announced last week the turnbuckle pads. If anyone wanted to join in on this, if we can get to 12 people that are willing to do it, we can order a set of PHPW turnbuckle pads, and each person that joins in will get their own pad, which you can you know keep, display whatever you choose to do with it. Quite frankly. Hit, yeah. hit people with it, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm not condoning that, but I'm just saying you can. I, I th- I'm condoning hitting Charlie Shaw with it. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I would like Charlie Shaw to hit Tim, and then I would like Tim to hit Charlie Shaw, and then like let's just repeat that process. Yeah, yeah. Just instead of having the tournament for one episode, like they just need to have an episode where they just beat the hell out of each other for the entire episode. Did you see today he revealed how he came up with Elite Eight Showdown on Facebook? No. He he had – you know, like you can see your memories and it's like what you posted one year ago or whatever? Yeah, yeah. He posted something one year ago today as we record this actually. And it was something about like how horrible it would be if your daughter was dating a juggalo from ICP. And blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, and just like that, Elite Eight Showdown was born. Because if you remember, the bracket he actually gave us and who wrecked my podcast, and then he ended up making his pilot show was Worst Guy to Date Your Daughter and featured, you know, Hulk Hogan, Kid Rock, ICP, etc. Okay. And so that's kind of how Elite Eight Showdown was born. And I'm thinking like, my God, if I could go back in time and slap somebody. <laughs> that would That would be the day. That would be like... When Doc Brown has that revelation of like, oh, yes, November 5th, 1955, you know, that would be the day if I could go slap somebody. But but anyway, back to what I I was saying, though, the turnbuckle pads, if anyone wants to join in, uh, please let us know. Otherwise, we'll probably just move away from that. Yeah. Um, Any uh, so any news on Cupid's Revenge, big underscore Bane? We are rapidly gearing up to that big event. Yeah, by the time this drops, it will already have happened. Um, oh, snap. I don't know if we want to give any spoilies away. Um, spoilies? Yeah, Sp- spoilers. I, I mean, we say, I say spoilies. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I, I just think that's a, a great word. It's kind of like when uh, Michael Scott said yeppers. Yeah. What hey what what do we say about yeppers? Yeah. I don't know. Don't say it. <laughs> I had a I dated a girl in high school for like a week and she constantly said yeppers and I hated it so much. So when Jan got on to Michael about saying yeppers, I was like, I feel you, Jan. I feel you. Yeppers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hey, actually speaking of that, did you see I think there's that t shirt com- company called like RS Velts or something. I don't know what it's called, but they they released some like NBA style shirts of like Jim and Stanley from the basketball game. Nice. <laughs> pretty pretty damn funny. I was like, okay, that's awesome. That's like awesome. you ha- I, every day I see new office merch, I think, because of like those uh targeted ads, you know? Yeah. And and usually they work. I mean, I don't always buy, but I I always check out the site. I'm like, ooh. Speaking of The Office, I want to go on a quick tangent about Big Chuck and, and Tim. I've been catching up on their show, Breaker, 
And oh God, here we go. Two weeks, two weeks in a row. They have had uh, some lady who Big Chuck touts as being beautiful. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Um, but she sponsored a bracket for like at least two weeks in a row saying that Parks and Rec is better than The Office. And it created a kerfuffle on their show. And they went on for like 10 minutes, both episodes, about how Parks and Rec is so much better than The Office. And... Here's the thing. I kind of agree with them, but I also like just hate their guts so much about it because it's sure it's like I love the office, but like they're kind of right in the sense that Parks and Rec characters individually are a million times better than the characters individually on the office. And I don't know if you so, ever watch Parks and Rec. I haven't. I feel like it would be one I enjoy, but I don't know. I, I just I haven't watched it. I don't really have a reason why I haven't. I just haven't. But so it's basically um, the exact same show, just a different setting and sure. different people. But like it's a lot of people don't give it credit because it's the it's the um, it, it it came after The Office, so it was sure. like people felt like it was a ripoff. But I feel like The Office is more generally loved now than it was when it ran. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. If, if that makes sense. Like it's just people seem to love it now. The hype on it is way bigger. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot with shows. Um I will say what generally got me into the office was I saw Steve Carell on an episode of Conan O'Brien, like the talk show. And he was um basically describing what this show was and how it was very different, but it was based on like awkward silences and yeah, ignorance and things like that. He was kind of describing how that early first season was. So when I turned it on, I knew kind of what I was going to be watching. Yeah. And there was a lot on there that I, I mean, the first season is different. I mean, it's not the same show at all. It's it's not it's not really that good. There's funny moments, but it's really not that good. It's it's you don't really have any idea who these people are, I think. And I mean, like you, you get the gym likes Pam. And you get she kind of likes him too, but she's engaged. Right. Michael's kind of an a-hole. Yep. And, and all that stuff. And Dwight's a big suck-up. But you, you don't really get to enjoy the characters, I guess, as much. Yeah. But it had enough to get me hooked. And then I think by season two, I think the episode people kind of turn to is the booze cruise is when it finally gets, like, good. Yep. And then, of course, when Andy comes along and all that stuff, it just it becomes – you know, a fantastic show. And then as the seasons go on and so on, but anyway, parks and rec being a better show, I really don't know, but I don't want to agree with big Chuck at all. I, with the first episode, when they started talking about it, I was so pissed off. I was like, this is bullshit. No, the office is, and I love parks and rec, but the office is a million, million times better than parks and rec. But then the more they talked about it, the more I was like, okay, I agree with this part. Yep, I agree with this part. And I can't sit here and explain everything they said, but like it just Sure. Everything they said, I was like, my God, yeah, this makes so much sense. And I hate the fact that I'm admitting that. Well, here's the thing. I think comparing shows to each other is also a bit unfair to some degree because I think a show or a movie or what it's no different than music. It all kind of depends on your mood, right? 
Yeah, but also too though, I think there are some shows you can compare. Like you can you can compare like Arrow and the Flash together. Um, sure, but like, and you can compare. You can compare The Office and Parks and Rec. I mean, because they are the same style, and they're really the only two shows done in that vein that I can think of. I mean, I'm sure there's others, sure. but like, those are the two at least on NBC that I know of. Right. No, I mean, I think that I think I think you're right on there, but um, but again, I just I don't want to agree with Big Chuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with I, you. Let's just let's call a spade a spade. You it, know? it ruined my Wednesday, is what it did. Uh, so anyway, back to PHPW. <laughs> <laughs> so Cupid's Revenge was this it was this weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Check it out. Uh, pretty interesting night of action, if I do say so myself. Yeah. And uh, I I think we should go ahead and announce uh, the the show for March is going to be Spring Skirmish. Yes. Um, should be a pretty fun night of action. We don't have any announcements yet, but I think. Uh, once, I mean, March should be rolling around when we record next week, I would imagine or pretty close to it. So, yeah. Um, cause today's a, yeah, cause today's 24th as we record this. So it'll be March next month. So, um, I think kind of how we have done and we'll continue to, um, you know, add and announce matches on the show. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for the uh, main event next, next month. I, I'm really am. I, I guess so. we're going to let it, let it simmer. For, for another week just to make sure you guys watched it but um it's uh it's gonna be fun next month i i absolutely agree um big underscore bane i announced at the beginning of the show we're going to go to our uh, tournament the best to never be wwe champion uh it's been a shocking tournament it's been a roller coaster ride it's been a lot of ups and downs but i'm going to announce the winner here oh boy and of course it was going down to uh, mr perfect and rowdy roddy piper and I must say, again, a bit of a shutout. 65% to 35%. Your winner, the best superstar to never be WWE champion, Mr. Perfect. Wow. I mean, rightfully so. But right. wow. Like, I'm I'm super shocked. I kind of am too. Um, I'm I think like very deserving winner, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But if Piper won, I wouldn't have been upset by that either. No, it, there's not many guys in that in that group of eight that I would have been like, really, that guy won. Right. But um, I, I'll be honest, I would have been shocked if Goldust won based on who was in the tournament. Yes. But he definitely should have been WWE champion. At some point, yes, he absolutely should have held the title. Yeah. But um but yeah, Mr. Perfect, I mean the hell of a guy to to pick for the champ there. No, I, I agree. But um I think maybe not next week. We may wait a couple of weeks before we before we dive into it. But I would like to do another tournament down the road because these are a lot of fun. Uh, but big underscore Bane, I picked this tournament. So do you have – I'm going to put you right on the spot because we didn't even discuss this beforehand. But would you like to pick the next tournament and what we what we do? And, again, it doesn't have to be wrestling. It could be almost anything, really. I mean, look at Big Chuck's show. I mean – Yeah. Um, I I got to pick one right now? <laughs> well, not right now. But, I mean, I think to put you on the spot would be fun. Uh, well, I, I think – Unless things change by next week when I have an extra seven days to think about it, I think we ought to do a show, like a tournament, like 
I don't know, like the top eight foods that would I be good. I don't I don't know, Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> the top eight foods that would be good. Yeah, there there we go. Boom. Put it on the internet. I I really have no idea. I mean, I, I I'm always a big fan of the obscure superstars. Sure. Uh, things like that as far as like wrestling tournaments go. Um, but yeah, I really don't know. I mean, it's, I feel like our niche is obviously like wrestling related. So I feel like that's what we're going to get the most votes on. Sure. Or video games. Um, yeah. But I mean, we, we could branch out on so many different levels. Like one tournament I had in mind, which I thought would be fun, would be the best office character. Yeah. Um, now I think people are like, "Oh, well, Michael Scott would win." Like, well, maybe not though. I don't think. Yeah, I honestly don't think he would. And and also too, a fun one would be the best obscure office character, because then you could throw in, you know, Robert uh, California, Roy, Robert <laughs> California, uh, the senator. Yep. Um, there'd be so many more. So, like that's that's ideas for down the road. Um. You know, and I think since we're doing just eight people in the tournament, or not eight people, but eight brackets, you know, shout out to Big Chuck. Not really, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do like 90s Telewar style tournaments again, but maybe break them down like best Nickelodeon cartoon, best, yes, you know, game show, best like one hour drama, best sitcom. So, those are ideas too. I think we, we could have some fun with it though. There's a, there's a lot of different ra- ways we could go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll think of one, but yeah, I'll, um, let, let me have the till next week and I'll, I'll have one for us. You have exactly seven days starting now. Damn. Clocks are ticking. <laughs> clocks are ticking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have someone follow you around with a stopwatch. Well, pressure's on then, I guess. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's going to be old Cheech. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is new? That son of a bitch always follows me around anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just plug it up. Okay. So, of course, we got to throw it out to our podcasting buddies. Uh, as always, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, Jeff and Scott over there. Uh, great dudes. Uh, really fun show. Um you know, I've been catching up on my, on my fully posable episodes, Big Underscore Bane, and you know Jeff is not letting the radical skedaddle go. He just he, it's like it bothers him that everybody likes it but him. You know, I I think when when you talk about something so much, you're like a closet fan, you know. Oh, for sure. And so I think right next to those hot dogs he keeps under his bed are some radical skedaddles. I think well, you know what you know what pisses me off about it. I'll, I'll tell you, and this is this is a shoot ski right here. Okay, yeah. I don't get radical skedaddle bang anymore because he's he, he's warped my mind to think it's going to be gross. Hey, hey, breaker, you live your life, breaker. <laughs> you <laughs> you don't let you don't let anybody tell you you can't. Okay, you drink those <laughs> radical skedaddles. <laughs> I really haven't had one in a while. I don't know if he like mind deaf me or what, but it's like, I, it's one of those I never get. And I used to get it like fairly regularly, you know, and I know 
like you're not really drinking bangs anymore, but like when you would, like you, I always kind of mixed up my flavor stuff and yeah, I got, yeah, I stayed away from birthday cake. I never really got that one. Sure. I, I never really, I never get cotton candy, Yeah, but it's like, I haven't had a radical, radical skedaddle and I don't know how long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just disappointing. Yeah, and it, and it sucks, you know, but I, I think what you ought to do is you ought to force yourself one day. Like, you know what? I'm going to get a radical skedaddle. And then I, th- I thought you were going to say force Jeff to drink one, like we kidnap <laughs> him and make him drink him until he likes it. Oh, I think, I think uh, 2022, Dallas, Texas, we find Jeff, we hold that some bitch down, <laughs> and we just pour radical skedaddle down his throat. Like like waterboarding style. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's gonna be all hands on deck. If you can hear my voice, we need you in Dallas. We're forming the posse. <laughs> he he like thinks Jeff's it's like hanging out at a restaurant. He's like, "What's going on, guys? Why is everyone looking at me weird?" <laughs> he, he, he thinks it's gonna be the big life meetup. Yeah, it's like, why does everybody got rope? It looks like they want to hurt me. <laughs> Oh God, that that was way funnier than it should have been. Oh, uh, way man. funnier. That's amazing. <laughs> to be fair, we most likely won't waterboard anybody. Eh, but probably. I mean, not. it's Dallas, Texas, right? It's, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Hey, when you're in the Big D, you know you you, you do what you do. <laughs> you do what you do. It happens. Uh, of course, I gotta I gotta throw another shout out. Of course, uh, Scott's also got his other show, Drunk Wrestling History, which is yes. a fantastic show. They're not always right, but they are always drunk. Yes, so, very very well advertised. I love that show. Really fun. They basically, you know, it's him and his buddy Ed talking old you know wrestling stories. You know, and I think that that's that's kind of fun. That's what I you know we grew up doing, like talking about you know, Ric Flair or Bobby Heenan or, you know, the mega powers and all that the stuff you grew up on, which I'm all about that, of course. Right. Um, of course, doing the favor with Eric and Barry dropping two shows a week. Um, really great show. Um, highly recommend that one. Great dudes. Absolutely. Um, uh, really, really great show. Also, I believe they are the, uh, you know, former, PHPW tag team champions, you know, they're, they're still a little bit angry about losing those tag titles, you know? Yeah. And I understand. Um, but you know, spring skirmish is coming up, you know, maybe, yeah, um, that's right. maybe we'll try to figure some things out for them. Well, I mean, as we all know, things happen rather quickly and abruptly in PHPW. And next thing you know, like you're former champs and there's a new number one contender and you're kind of lost out in the wilderness. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, of course, also check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Great show over there. Uh, really fun retro look at pro wrestling. Highly recommend that one. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Great show over there. RJ's a really good guy. Really fun listen. For sure. uh, the Leisure and Lariat's Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Just dropped a two-parter with a good, another good friend of the show, Rex Andrews. Yep. So check that out. Um, I guess we'll throw it out to Elite Eight Showdown over there. Oh, God. Those. Have you listened to the episode where he had you in a tournament yet? Not yet. I'm I'm playing in a in order, so like I'm I'm still like at the beginning of February, so I'm I'm trying to get there. Uh, oddly enough, you so know, you're like you're binge listening to Elite Eight Showdown. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've I deleted some of the old episodes. 
just just so I can get caught up quicker. I started like early gotcha. January, uh, and I've been listening to podcasts at one and a half speed lately. Oh yeah, gotcha. Because point five, right? Yeah, it's it. You know, it takes like a lot less time, and and I can still I can't understand people on the two times speed, but one point five I can still understand everything. So I I've been listening to it that way so I can get caught up a little quicker. Smart man, I yeah. like that. I yeah. dig that idea. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So Elite Eight Showdown, check out their show. Uh, we joke with them, but it's it's a it's a fun listen. It's and, and honestly, like, and I, I don't I don't like to put over Big Chuck, but. I, I don't know of another podcast that does this on a week to week basis. So right. props to them. Well, and it, and it is a, it is a really fun concept. And props to Tim for putting up with Big Chuck shit because oh god, Big Chuck is an opinionated son of a bitch. And props to Tim. Do you know what for my favorite with that? Do you know what my favorite part about like they do that little professional casual commercial? Yeah, and it's Tim doing the voiceover, and he says, "Check out Elite Eight Showdown with I can't even say it without laughing." High octane host Big Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why. Every time I hear that, it just absolutely cracks me up. Oh, high yeah. octane host. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! Well, he ain't, it's like, he ain't wrong. It's like, yeah, I, I know. That's, that's what makes it. That's what, that's what makes it great. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good stuff. Uh, of course, also check out Boots to the Face. Great show over there. Uh, Tales from the Estate with uh, with Drew and Caitlin Vinsel. Um, great show. I don't know if you had a chance to catch up on that one yet, Bane, but uh, they talk a lot of food. And that was kind of your go-to for tournaments. So yeah, I think yeah. that wouldn't be right up your alley. Y'all know Big Underscore Bane likes his food. Absolutely. So um, I highly recommend Tales from the Estate. Really, really really fun show he actually had a um he sent out a question and i haven't i don't think it's aired as of this recording but he's like you have a question for the show so i messaged him this question i was like what do you prefer goofy wrestling gimmicks or actual good wrestling because i'm kind of a mark for goofy gimmicks but i love good wrestling but sometimes i want a little bit of both you know right and so i was kind of wondering what his thoughts were and, and also for for her too, because she's not really a huge fan. So, does she see like a, uh, you know, a Kurt Angle Chris Jericho match and think, wow, I can really appreciate the athleticism, or does she see something kind of a little over the top and think, okay, that's kind of funny, you know? Yeah, everyone's got a different opinion, and everyone watches wrestling for different reasons. So I think that'd be kind of fun thing to discuss. Yeah, for sure. Of course, also check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and uh, the Wreck My Podcast crew over there. Uh, really fun show. I always I always enjoy listening to that one and catching up on it. Uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping new trivia all the time. And then, of course, our, uh, our good friend and artist at the art of Jason Wolf and his show Howlin' at the Wolf. Howlin' with the Wolf, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, one of my go-to listens. It's a one-man show, but... He kind of did a, a show the other day that I just listened to on, on cancel culture and you know how kind of out of hand it gets. And I, I completely agree. And I think sometimes I get why cancel culture exists, but you know, he brings up a lot of points. He's like, okay, so this guy did this bad thing. We sent him to prison. What's next? We kill him. And I was right. like, that's, that's an interesting point. So, um, it's, it's a fun show. I think if you, uh, if you don't get too offended, that you might enjoy it, but, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's great stuff. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, of course, check out Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like those wrestling comic books, you can get those on Amazon or to be the man is also on Comixology. And then, of course, our uh, our side podcast, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, which I believe is on hiatus. But, I mean, we haven't even touched on this yet. We I do want to say this because this was – this happened at Cupid <laughs> – at Cupid's Revenge, we got to touch on this. I knew it. I mean, I, I knew it. You knew it all along. The American Ace. He's a lion son of a bitch is what he is. Yeah. So, like, yep. are, like what are we going to do? Are we going to, like, tie him up and oh, throw just, him in a cellar somewhere? We're just going to – we kicked him. We're kicking him out of the building again. We're He's he's out of here, you know. He's – He's sleeping sleeping in his van, Breaker. That's that's Good. what he's doing. And 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 we can guarantee we will never see him again. We will never see Bill Benis in a PHPW ring ever again. Well, that's some relief. Yes. Because I would be quite upset if he came out trying to fool us again, making us look like fools. Yes. I, I refuse to be the fool. I, I, I refuse to be the butt of a joke, Breaker. Good. Because normally I'm in the front of the joke. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that cleared up and when I'm not going to look like a buffoon again, you know? <laughs> right. Because I hate when that happens. Um, so, yeah, check out. Uh, well, anyways, though, like, how, what are, what is your relationship like with Bill Venus? I mean, you guys, I know you've kind of always taken the high road with him. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and sing his praises. I can't stand the guy. I would love to go kick him right in the balls. But I mean, you're podcast co-host with him, so like, what's what's going to happen with No Holds Barred now? I, you know, I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when when we get there. Uh, if we get there, I, I, he knows that my role in PHPW is essentially his boss. So it's uh, yeah, it's, good. A, it's a different I dynamic. Hope he knows that. It's a different dynamic in PHPW. And uh, but is, is isn't he kind of your boss on the podcast though? He is. He is. <laughs> so okay. Well, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yes, it is. I don't know. That could be interesting. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Anyway, no holds barred with Bill Benis. We will see what happens there. But of course, check out my new show. You know, it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in pro wrestling. Um, and this past week, I dropped an interview with my good buddy uh, Travis Fowler, which I think everyone will enjoy. If you get a chance to check that, I've got some fun stories, including uh, riling up a high school teacher for, you know. The high school teacher is an amateur wrestling coach, and um, Travis riled him up that uh, he could not take Hulk Hogan, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, well, and I don't want to give too much away, but you know, essentially it's like, well, you know, in real wrestling, it's not a three count. He's like, that's how good Hulk Hogan is. He'd take you down for the three count with that big leg. <laughs> <laughs> which of like all people, Hulk Hogan, you know? Right. Great. But uh, anyway, episode eight next week, uh, my guest will be... Big underscore Bane. How weird is that, man? Whoa. I actually don't. I don't ever remember. Like, I, I remember doing the podcast, but I have no idea what we talked about on that. That because it's been so long since we recorded that. Well, I, I do know one thing that I think we've talked about before that a lot of people probably don't know because we haven't touched on it on the show too much is how. And, and I talk about a lot with my wrestling friends that come on the show about how people act differently around you when they find out you're a pro wrestler. And I know kind of not necessarily on the show, but like in private stuff, you talk to me about how people act differently towards you when they find out you do music yeah. or specifically rapping. Yeah. And 
And just like, you know, like I remember one specific story you told me, which I thought was such a great analogy. You were like, this guy finds out I'm a rapper and I'm like, oh yeah. uh And so he starts rapping to me, which said, which would be the equivalent of someone just coming up to you and start putting you in a headlock. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, which would be very uncomfortable. Yes. (laughs) So I think you've got a lot of, we talked a lot about that. And then we kind of talked about how, you know, I remember you, you made a point, which I thought was so intriguing that you probably wouldn't even be a fan of wrestling if it wasn't a show, if it wasn't entertainment. Right. Because then it wouldn't be fun. It would be like UFC, right? So it wouldn't be fun for the casual viewer necessarily. Exactly, yeah. So, But, yeah, that will be coming out next week, and it's actually been a while since we recorded it. So that's basically what I remember, and a lot of it I don't remember. So it will be a lot of fun catching up myself. Yeah, it will be good. And, and, of course, you can check out all of Bane's music over on uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your tunes. Check them all out. And then, of course, uh, patreon.com forward slash bbph. If you want to support us on Patreon, you get the energy shot plus one or two gifts a year, depending on which tier you sign up for. In fact, me and Bane were kind of spitballing ideas for the uh, summer gift, which I think is uh, – we. I think it's a good idea. I, I dig what you uh, what you brought to the table there, man. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, make it happen. Yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a fun one. So that's kind of what we're thinking there. And of course, um, average Panda Gear Outsiders Beard Co. for your gym needs and your beard needs. If oh, you yeah. if you want to dive in that. Yeah, um, yeah, not much new going on, but we got the uh, got a couple T-shirts over at Average Panda Gear. If you uh, if you like going to the gym, but you don't look like you like going to the gym, I got the T-shirts for you over at AveragePandaGear.com and. Um, Outsiders Beard Co., I have plenty of products for your beard care needs. Excellent, excellent stuff. And then, of course, you can find all of our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, WhatAManeuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, or Big Underscore Bane also has a shirt store there. Check it all out. Yes. Big Underscore Bane, I think I'm about to fall asleep. I think... It's timed in this power of hour or hour of power, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I'm about 45 minutes past my bedtime breaker. I got to get some sleep. We got to get some sleep. (laughs) Got to get some sleep. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you guys for checking out the show. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.